0: Today's Gospel reading is from the Gospel of John, beginning in the 12th chapter, the 12th verse. The next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, so that they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, and just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified then, they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You ever try to unscrew a lid, and no matter how hard you try, you just can't get it off? Only to discover that, uh, frustratingly, you'd been tightening it instead of loosening it. You'd been making it worse and not better. In so many ways, dear friends, many of us are trying to get our lives unstuck. But what we're doing instead is just getting more and more stuck by our efforts. Well, Jesus, with his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, as we heard today, proclaims his kingship. He proclaims his kingship just, just exactly and precisely as the prophets foretold, but not, not in the way, not in the way that many expected. Certainly not in the way that many who were waving those palm branches that day expected. Not even in the way that his disciples understood. Friends, he loosens the bonds of sin and death in our lives in ways that we need, but not always in the ways that we expect. For he comes as a king to get us unstuck from our sin. He comes humbly. He comes meekly, but he comes, make no mistake about it, as our king. So often we want to pick the Jesus that fits our liking. We're kind of like you know Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights. I, I like Baby Jesus. Some of us. Well, I like the Good Shepherd. I, I, I like the One who comes to give me rest. Well, we we don't get to pick the Jesus that we want. We get to come to the Jesus who He really is, and that Jesus, the One King Jesus. This Jesus is the one that can get us unstuck. King Jesus is the one that that can give us real significance and meaning in our lives. Oh, we go after so many things, whether it's power or acceptance, and we'll do anything to get it or money. But all of those things, don't they? As authors have written so perfectly about, and I heard one, uh, quote by Becky Pippert about this as well. And when you go after those things, all of them become your king. They become your king. And can they accomplish what you're looking for? I don't think so. Friends, we all have a king. The choice is not whether, as another pastor put it, whether or not to have a king or uh, as we Americans uh, like to say, they're, they're, we don't have any sovereign. No sovereign is going to control us. No, there is a sovereign, and that is King Jesus. We have a king. He is the one that can do what no one else can accomplish. You see, we all have kings, but the question is, is the king that you're following, is he able to do and accomplish what you want him to Only Jesus can do that. and That's why we come through Palm Sunday. That's why we walk through this triumphant entry. It's why we discover that Jesus really is who he says he is as he fulfills those prophecies. And I won't go into those as detailed as I did back on the second week of Advent. You can go and listen to that on our website or SoundCloud. But I will say this, Jesus fulfills every prophecy, and this Holy Week is so important. I like how one pastor pointed out that each gospel records the Palm Sunday narrative. Each gospel takes time to unpack the importance of this Holy Week. In Matthew, it starts in chapter 21 of 28. In Mark, chapter 11 of 16 chapters. In Luke chapter 19 of 24, and now here in the Gospel of John in chapter 12 of 21 chapters, John takes time to unpack this Holy Week for us because it is transformational. He comes riding on a donkey of peace, to be sure. Not not a war horse to proclaim that he has defeated us, but a donkey of peace, that he comes bringing peace. And he enters in the gate reserved just as we talked about back in Advent, just for the Messiah. Here the prophet Ezekiel, the same prophet who proclaimed those dry bones being restored, the same prophet a few chapters later in chapter 44 says this, This gate shall remain shut. It shall not be opened. And no one shall enter it. For the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered it. Therefore it shall remain shut. Only the prince may sit in and eat at the bread before the Lord. He shall enter by way of the vestibule of the gate and shall go out by the same way. This fulfilled prophecy of Jesus entering this gate. He's coming down from the Mount of Olives, crossing the Kindron Valley, and entering into this gate to bring us everlasting life. You know, the crowds wanted Jesus to bring in a new government. And he did, but not a government that... They expected. He brought everlasting life. He had risen Lazarus from the dead. That's part of the reason why they were interested in him and he was there. But more than that, they were soon to discover that he came to do something even more extraordinary than they can imagine. He was going to bring the promise of resurrection into their life because all those who die with Christ rise again with him. And so when they proclaimed Blessed is he who comes in the name of God, like Psalm 118 proclaims, that messianic psalm. They had no idea the blessing that he would bring. The, the cry for save us, Hosanna, he indeed would do that. And he does that for you and for me. Jesus comes in peace. But like I said, make no mistake, he comes as king. And so we have to let go of all the things, all of our own attempts of trying to get ourselves unstuck, all of the ways of this world, sometimes really good things that we do, but can't be the king, can't accomplish what Jesus the king can do. And so the power we go after, the prestige we go after, the money we go after, the acceptance we go after, all those things will never fulfill We'll never give us significance in our lives the way that Jesus does. Jesus is the one true King. Jesus came and upends our lives. He came, you know, we, we, the servants, we so often in our sinfulness, we want to be served. Instead, Jesus upended that. He came as the King and served the servants. Ah, oh, we need to let go and humbly release our sense of being in control and give it to Jesus. I invite you to let Jesus be the king of your life this week. Follow him this Holy Week where he leads and you will discover despite whatever difficulty and hardship and stress that you I know are under, he will be your Prince of Peace. Your Prince of Peace. He came on that donkey to bring us everlasting peace. I want to tell you a story about an unusual man who loved to walk around wherever he went with inflated helium balloons. He would gripped that string of balloons, that bouquet of balloons, and kept it with him wherever he went. His friends kind of got used to it. Even the folks he worked with in the office, well, it kind of brightened up the office and they got used to that too. And he just enjoyed being the guy with a handful of balloons. And I'll tell you, he never let go of them. Not, even when he slept, he would tie them to his wrist and sleep with them floating above his head. Unusual, I know. He went to the fair one day with this bouquet of balloons and there he kind of fit in. He walked around, I do some thought he was a vendor and tried to buy one of his balloons, but no, 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 these are mine. And then he went to a raffle and he tried his hand at a raffle and wouldn't you know it, he won the grand prize. The grand prize, a luxurious cruise. Now you and I on these pandemic days, as what we hear about cruises in the news, we wouldn't You couldn't pay us enough to go on a cruise. But these are different days, so stick with me here. And as he went on the cruise, of course, he had his grip and his bouquet of balloons with him. This huge bouquet uh, floated above him wherever he went. And it was not too easy, I will tell you, to get on that ship with those balloons and those narrow passageways, especially when he wanted to go to his room. And the hallway there, just too narrow for this big group of balloons. Too hard to, he would have to like separate them one. And he was unwilling to let go of any one of those balloons to even get into his luxury room. And so you know what he did instead? He went and slept on the deck on a deck chair. He thought, well, it's still pretty beautiful and the stars are great. And so he settled for that. And when it was time for his meals... He couldn't get that bouquet of balloons into the dining hall. And so he went into the upper deck where they served cheese and crackers and had snacks, and he got his fill there. Not the luxurious meals that he was hoping for, but at least he was being full and he was on the cruise. Well, then one day, he got an invitation from the captain himself, an engraved invitation with his name on it, to sit at his table. But he knows This would mean he would have to release the grip on his hand of those balloons. He's not sure he would do it. All day, this invitation was for the next day and into the night, he just fretted and thought about it. Finally, he decided he didn't want to miss out on this feast, on the delicacies that were mentioned in the invite. He didn't want to miss out on being at the captain's table. And as hard as it was, one by one, finger by finger, he began to let go of the strings and those balloons began to float away. But then finally, he was finally set free to enter into the banquet table, that banquet hall, and sit with the captain and enjoy his presence and enjoy delicacies and food that he'd never imagined. Friends, I want to invite you to do the same with Jesus, King Jesus. He's not just your captain. He's your king. And he invites you to his table. He invites you to enjoy the feast that he has set before you. And we'll do that as we march towards Easter this holy week. He invites you to come repenting, to let go of your life and give it to him. He says in chapter 12, verse 25, whoever loses his life, whoever loves his life loses it and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Did you hear that? Whoever loves his life loses it, but whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Come humbly to King Jesus. Not the Jesus you might have expected, but the Jesus that he really is. The Jesus who's come to set you free, to get you unstuck. The kings of this world will not keep their promises. They won't do what you hope they'll do. You can't make those penultimate things ultimate, as Bonhoeffer said. When you do that, you miss out. You miss out on the feast. You miss out on the very presence of God. And so this day... I invite you, dear friends, to not let your sin, as one pastor put it, that was putting the servants in their place of the king. We put ourselves in the place of king and then we miss out on the feast. But when we put our trust in the king of kings, the king who made himself out to be a servant to do this for us, then we're really set free. Come to this King Jesus, and honor him, worship him, call out to him, Hosanna, save me, and he will. He keeps his promises. Remember that this day, no matter what trials you may be facing, this Jesus answers this prayer, save me, and he will.